Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Spankies. Spankies. All right, welcome back. It's Spanky's Corner, a podcast. And we have a guest today. And this guest today was somebody who really hated when we used to bleep our swear words. And sure partially some did. of the reason <laughs> that we don't anymore. <laughs> you want to say hi? Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Thanks I, for I, having me. Uh, my name is Rain. Uh, we we're going to see. I was I was really hoping we could wait to the very end of this podcast before we told anybody who the hell he is. Oh. But no. that would have been really funny. Oh. Uh, but Listen, we can. I'm very- I'm very happy to be here. Uh, my agent told me to do this podcast. He said it'd be <laughs> great for my career. So uh, thanks for having me. It'd be great for your image. Yeah. <laughs> Just so we introduce Rain. Rain works um, in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. Where else have you worked? How do you know Julia from Detroit, right? Right. So Julia and I worked together in Detroit. Um, and then uh, I was in Indianapolis before that. And then uh, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma before that, where I met uh, you, Mr. Tyler. Mm. Um, and uh, I was in Las Vegas before that and Reno before that. Now, is it true? And, and just so you – Rain is Yes, the, it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm already annoyed. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a good minute and a half, guys. Time to shut it down. <laughs> so Rain is the program director, or what do they call that? What's the official title of that now? Is it like head of music programming, brand management, nonsense? Some what uh, fancy brand title manager? Yes, brand manager of the end in Sacramento. Yes. And, what would you like your title to be? Um, uh, gosh, uh, a guy that drinks a lot. Um, it's not true. I've seen you do several dry months. Dude, he's the only one <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. podcast right now not drinking. What is he talking about? I know. Oh, I saw true, him pull yeah. out that brisk cup of water. I'm like, come mm, on. Mm, it's so good. Well, it's still <laughs> early here. The sun's still up. Dude, Julia is point. literally drinking wine out of a bottle. I just cracked open a daisy cutter pale ale and off we go. Uh, Rain, by the way, is also on the morning show. He's, uh, I mean, he's just the third mic. It's not a big deal. The show's not even really named after him, but whatever. They just needed know. somebody whose life is falling apart. And he's like, all right. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, my name, my name comes third in the list of names out of three people. (laughs) (laughs) So dead last is what you're saying. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So Rain, uh, is it true that you hired Julia once in her life? I did hire Julia, yes. You gave her her break. 
I do like to tell people that it was uh, the best hire I've ever made. Aww. Oh, that's so nice. I wasn't expecting and, that. And I wow. do brag. I do brag to people a lot on Julia and her success, and and how uh, when I first met her, she was dancing in front of a station tent at a station event, and uh, which I had never seen anybody do before um, because when, <laughs> so when. Well, because when you have a street team, well, let me rephrase that. I've never seen anybody do it who is actually an employee um, that had all their clothes on. But um, when you're when you, you you work for a promotions team for a radio station, typically you just stand there and you hand out stickers and you um, you know talk to people and stuff. But uh, Julia would would dance to the music in front of the tent, and it wasn't necessarily good. Rain, yes. you can be uh, honest. That is, that is, I mean, it was it was very uh, it was improvisational. It, it was very uh, interpretative, right? <laughs> and so, um, but you know what? What I noticed when she did it was it brought people to the tent. <laughs> and when you you know when you work in promotions, you want people to come over to the tent and interact with the brand. And her dancing, I thought, was great. It was a great attention grabber. And um, that was when I, I met her because I, I don't know. I, how long were you there um, after I started, Julie? Or were you there the whole time? <clears throat> I got hired literally like two weeks before you did. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So I remember because I got hired in um, March. I remember it was like as it was getting warmer and we were doing more events that um, Julia's uh, interpretive dancing in front of the radio station <laughs> tent uh, is what caught my attention. It's just a little dive down Julia, Julia Pass. So this was like her first on-air gig was... No, because- I mean, I was doing promo and I was just like outside in front of the tent and I'm not going to lie to you, like I like dancing, but I was also like, I'm getting kind of fat. Like I need to move. <laughs> Right. I'm like, I'm standing here for hours. I, I'm, I'm trying to stay off my phone. I need to lure people in. Like, this is the best multitasking tool I can use for everything I'm trying to accomplish right now. So I would just literally just bop the entire time. And I'm not like a good casual dancer. Like, you know how like people are really good casual dancers? I always look stupid, but I just was like, well, whatever. It's making time go by. But she was doing such a good job at it that, you know, she was, I mean, by far the best person we had on the street team. And um, I remember one day, it was maybe a year later, Julia came to me and she said, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm doing a show in Port Huron. Port Huron? I was like, Huron? you're on the air? Have you ever been to Port Huron before, <laughs> Nobody's Tyler? been to Port Huron. I've been, been everywhere. And I've it's never a meth capital of Michigan. Oh, that's good. I thought, I thought that was Flint. Is that not Flint? <laughs> no, it's it's literally Port Huron. <laughs> well, well, something right. something Flint can strive for then, I guess, right? <laughs> so I remember she told me this, and I was like, "Wait, you're on the air too?" And she's like, "Yeah, like I do like one show a week or every, every other day or something or you know whatever college schedule that they had for this radio station in the middle of nowhere." And uh, I was like, well, let me hear a tape. Let me hear what you sound like. And she got me a demo, and I remember playing it. Um, I remember hearing it and then playing for Slacker, who was our um, our music director, our afternoon guy at the time. And I remember going, where the hell did this chick come from? She's, A, she's in Port Huron. we got to get her out of there. And I was like, I didn't know. She was very talented, lots of raw talent, and I was very impressed. And then, uh, you know, Slacker was yelling at me. He's like, well, let's let's put her on Sunday mornings. And what was it, Sunday mornings from like 8 to noon or something? Like or? Seven, it was 7 to 10, and it was just cracked. 
Ugh. Wait, and explain to everybody what track means if you're not in the business. Pre-recorded. There you go. Yeah. Wow, 7 to 10 on Sundays. That's where you, you cut your teeth in this business, huh? Good for you. Yeah, I was like, what's up, churchgoers? <laughs> <laughs> just, that, I can it's just your pre- that. It's, it's, it's just, the pre-Lord premix. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Rain, you and I have known each other a long time, too, because we both did time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's uh, right. Time? No, I, was, I was actually thinking about it. That was 2005. So it's been 15 years. Yeah, man. Oh, you guys are 13 then. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know what's funny about Tyler and I is that um, he uh, was forced to become my friend. I helped uh, him move into his place in Tulsa. Right. He didn't. Uh, yeah. I don't think you volunteered to do it. I think uh, I think the guy who hired me, who was your boss, told me that you were in town, and I already had known of you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, you know, he's going to be in town. You should ask him if he'll help you move. And I was like, it's kind of weird, but uh, okay. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He, he like, he could have made up some excuse. Like there's literally a million other things I would rather do than help you move. I tried. But he actually did it. I tried. The problem is all my friends that I was there hanging out with that worked at the radio station. I was already working in Charlotte at the time. And then there was a year gap from when I did nights in Tulsa to when Rain did nights in Tulsa. And when Rain came in. All my friends that I was hanging out with in Tulsa, I was just back for the weekend from Charlotte. They're all helping Rain move in, so it's not like I got anything else to do. So, right. Moving is literally the worst task and probably the ultimate proof of friendship. Yeah. Here, here was the thing. Because all of us moved all of my stuff in quickly, it gave us more time to drink. And we ended up at the Sweaty Pig or something like that. Like, it's, it, it is was that some- the name of a strip club? No, it was some bar uh, in Broken Arrow, I think, or wherever the hell it was. I just remember like going, this place is called what? They serve drinks? Fine, I'm in. Best thing about Tulsa is the way you spell the name backwards. A uh, slut. A slut. Oh, yeah, oh nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah there you go. Listen, My- I, listen, I've been on this podcast for 10 minutes. I'm already learning things. A you fun did, fact. You did not know that Tulsa spell backwards is a slut? I guess I never really thought about it. Wow. Did that- you know that dolphins have their own names for each other? As a fun fact I learned last night. I just wanted to throw it in there. What's the most common dolphin name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that sounds German. <laughs> By the way, has anybody here watched the new Chris D'Elia stand-up special? No, it is on my watch list, though. There's about a 10-minute bit on there about dolphins and about how they try and fuck humans. So They do. Oh, wow. Right. It's a, apparently, it's an actual thing. And so just when you get a free time, if you need like a, an hour of nonsense and mindless viewing, Chris D'Elia's new stand-up special is fantastic. Well, that's I'm why following- I... I- Oh, That's why I crack up every time I see people like taking nice pictures with dolphins when they do the dolphin excursion and they're like riding on its back. I'm like, you're literally giving the dolphin its first time <laughs> and you're like smiling and putting, framing this in your living room. I've actually fallen into a trap of watching old um, like rom-coms from like the uh, late 80s and early 90s on Netflix right now. Oh. I love that. What have you been watching? I watched Look Who's Talking. Um, <gasps> That's on night. Netflix? Yeah. I love those movies. And, Are all three of them on there? Um, I just saw the first one. Okay, that was like uh, unexpectedly my shit growing up. And then uh, there was another one that I watched. Um, that, like, when you watch movies as an adult that you watched as a kid, the context makes so much more sense. 
And you're like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, like, I didn't realize in watching Look Who's Talking, which, uh, by the way, Bruce Willis not na- not nom- nominated for an Oscar in that <laughs> bullshit, um, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, uh, I forgot how much I love those movies. But like the guy that got Kirstie Alley pregnant was a sleaze bag, and when you're ten years old, you don't really realize like, wow, he really did her dirty. <laughs> anyway, by the way, Tyler, you—I you, uh, don't know if it's ever come up on uh, uh, this uh, Spanky's house. Po- what is this podcast it's, it's called? It's called Spanky's, Spanky's Corner. Corner. A podcast. A podcast. That's right. Um, that, Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) When you helped me move, I think the the namesake of your podcast was there helping us. Well, no. Okay. Well, first of all, there was a kid named Spanky in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Are you serious? We've been through this. We've been through like seventy episodes now, and you never told me you actually know a person named Spanky. Well, that's that's where this name name came from. No, No. this name this name comes from Julian Jumpin Perez. You just made it up. We've never disclosed Mm. that information before. I thought that was secret info. It's still not saying the background of it. I'm just yeah. saying Julian Jump and Perez made it up. So Spanky is a kid named Matt. Shout out to Matt. He was kind of a goofy, dweeby, um, <coughs> excuse me, doof, goofy, dweeby guy in Tulsa that was like a part-timer on the radio station. Is, who, is that you, Julia? You're not I didn't realize the, that would make such a noise. You're I was not drinking out of the bottle anymore? Wow. N- no. <laughs> You're growing up right before us. And so he, his name is Matt, but we called him Spanky on the air. <laughs> so it's like you're taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it to. I was trying to muffle it. <laughs> We're learning so much. It's just wine in a, in a cup. <laughs> so he was kind of this goofy, dweeby guy. And he was like, oh, I'm Spanky. He felt like he was going through puberty until he was like 22. But all the ladies liked him. And he, you know, he, he was like, long story short, he became a cop. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if you've ever seen the show Jail. And one night, like late at night a few years ago, I'm sitting there watching Jail late at night. And this guy had like committed some sort of crime. The cops went in and shot his dog. And so he's all pissed off. And he's in jail. They're booking him in. And it flashes over and it says, Officer Matt. I won't say his last name. But it says, Officer Matt. And there he is on jail and officer Matt dweeby little spanky turns around and looks at this guy who's hysterical looks at him and goes shut up and the guy got silent I'm like whoa that's my friend spanky wow (laughs) that's awesome I didn't even know he was our mascot are you like friends with him on social media at all yeah, yeah, Facebook. So do you feel like he sees this and is wondering like if you did this? That's a great after question. Him? I hit him up after I saw the thing on jail. Um and I haven't talked to him since. So I don't know. I'm not sure I'm not on Facebook very often, so he might have actually asked me that and I just don't check. <laughs> But that's huh. the only place we follow each other. You're not missing anything on Facebook right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I hear it's nothing but coronavirus. Uh, well, it's a, it's a bunch of people that um, got their political science degrees a few months ago and yeah. all of a sudden became scientists. And they're infectious disease experts, too. <laughs> right, right. <That's> <laughs> no, here's, here's what I hate about Facebook is people on Facebook take something that was a meme a month ago and then type it out as their status and act like they made it up. And then the other dweebs on there like think that they also made it up and are like oh my god you're so brilliant <laughs> or uh they take it one step further to hide that and they just get it off reddit before yeah. it becomes a thing everywhere else they grab it off reddit and put it on there and everyone thinks they're comedic geniuses 
I'm not. Well, gonna... I I use Reddit for questions, like Ask Reddit. I use a lot for topics, and I was like, all right, well, let me try this out on Twitter, see if I get a response from it, and then I'll read some of the replies on my show. So I po- I did one of the questions like two weeks ago on Twitter, and somebody was like, you got that from Reddit. I'm like it's a question. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Real thief. <laughs> the, the Reddit police. Where's Officer Matt? Arrest these people. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking about this last week, and I feel like a lot of listeners like to hear our responses to this. What is uh-huh. the most interesting interview you've done in your career? One that like kind of sticks out that would be a good story. Well, a lot of people ask what the worst interview is, and I think that, I mean, our, what, yeah, that can that can be a thing. Yeah, you know, I think you know what we find is is like when we interview people, you know. We have our set of like kind of go-to questions, but then when you do your research, you kind of figure out some unique questions to ask. And and I remember I was in Indianapolis and I was working nights at the time. And I remember um, my boss was like, "Hey, I've lined you up a, a phone interview with Pretty Ricky." And, oh, Pretty Ricky! And if you remember Pretty Ricky, like everyone I'm sure does, um, they had uh, "Grind on Me" and "Your Body," and they had a couple of other songs. But was he you, in, in those fact, jeans? Well, uh, but, no, it's genuine. Oh yeah, you're um, right. Right. Pretty Ricky actually was five guys, and so um, I remember it was a was it recorded or live? I think it was recorded. Anyway, so I remember recording the interview. And the, I, I, I still remember all the details to this. Their album was called Blue Star. It was dropping like that Tuesday when albums still dropped on Tuesday. And I remember like all they wanted to do was just hype up how great this album was. Now, they had already put out like some really some bangers. Right. So it was like, wow, this could actually be pretty good. But I remember talking to them and I would ask questions that I had already like, you know, had had prepped out. And I remember asking like pretty pointed questions that I thought would have an interesting answer. And what they would do is once I would ask them, they would give like a very short one or two sentences. And then at the end of every answer, they'd be go and make sure you go cop that blue star in stores on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so I'm like, okay. And so the first couple times I'm like, all right, but then like after it, now it's like five or six minutes into the interview. And so finally I'm like, if you guys keep saying that we're going to cut this interview off and they're like, all right, all right. And then I asked another question and they did it again thinking it was funny and I was like this interview's over sorry guys see ya and I remember when I aired it I aired it like that and I remember people calling up going you did exactly what I was hoping you would do (laughs) you hung up on them because I got so sick of them promoting their album but you so, know what's funny about that is you said the name of the album while you were saying that story. I actually just Googled Pretty Ricky, and that was the name of the album. So here we are many years later. You still fucking remember it to this day. So it worked. Right. That that even And, and I probably have the audio of it somewhere. But t- talking about a memorable interview, at least for me, the person that was interviewing it. And, you know, we've like I said, we interview a ton of people and some of them are memorable. Some of them you think are going to be great, turn out being turds. And you're, you kind of walk away going, well... You know, hopefully next time it'll be better. Or especially as an interviewer, like a lot of people don't realize, like you know, you want to become a better interviewer. You want to ask. You don't want to ask the same questions that everyone else asks because then the, the people you're interviewing are hearing the same question fifty times. Who produced exactly? Your album? What inspired you? Who are your favorite artists growing up? Like they hear all that stuff all the time. But when you ask them such unique questions, that really kind of makes them think about it. Like. Um, it's like like one interview I, I remember someone doing asked Demi Lovato what her favorite plate is, and her response was, "Oh, well, probably China." 
I really liked <laughs> and it was like, no, he was asking what your favorite meal is to eat, right? But but that that made it memorable just because it you know wasn't an answer that you were really expecting. So I think when it comes to those types of things, when you interview people, um, you know, some of them can be great. I mean, there have been others where I'm, you know, there have been others where guys were so high that they were rambling for two or three minutes with answers, and it was like I can't even use any of this. And even if I tried to edit this, it would sound so bad. And I think sometimes, you know, um, there, there are artists that don't get media training yet or they're so green and they don't really know how to, like, you know, put thoughts together in, in an interview pattern. They're more just used to t- talking conversations on the phone with friends. It's just it's so weird. But that definitely was one of the most memorable ones. You know, Julie and I talked about the best interviews we had last week. We didn't talk about the worst ones we had. So it's funny That's you shifted. True. Um, but like you're talking about artists being high. Do you remember D4L? Yeah, yes. Laffy Taffy. Taffy. Taffy is one of my favorite songs still of all time. Well, lead singer, R.I.P. Uh, when oh. he came in, yeah, he, he died. Um, and so when he came into Charlotte when I was working there, that man was so high and so messed up, he was rolling on the floor laughing about something. And as I go walking out to greet them in the main lobby, he rolls up to my feet, stops laughing, looks up at me and goes, what's up? <laughs> and then we did the interview and it made no sense and it was just a bunch of gibberish and I was just asking him random ass questions and he would go off on this tangent and he was so fucked up and so like you're saying a lot of those artists come in super hot or super high or whatever it might be but like the worst interview I ever 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 had do you remember Kimberly Locke wasn't American she on Idol? American Idol yep yeah Awful. Uh, Why? Eight, eight, uh, eighth World Wonder or Eight Wonders of the World, or I think that was the same. Yeah. Why? Uh, How? So she had, and this is when I was working in Charlotte, and so it, I think she was having a bad day because I've never heard a bad thing about her from anybody else. So take this for what it's worth. I think I caught her at a bad time. And I also had my wisdom teeth taken out the day before. My, my program director, he hits me up and goes, hey, I know you're off tonight. You're not on the air, but can you come in and do this interview with Kimberly Locke? fine and so he's like look there's three questions you can't ask she was like living with clay aiken at the time there's mm-hmm. all this other stuff going on so there's like three specific questions you couldn't ask i wonder how that relationship with clay aiken turned out i don't think Shut so up. hot you <laughs> <laughs> mean she Stupid. didn't know <laughs> so so she comes into the studio she's super nice super bubbly and it's just her and i go into a, a studio to do the interview and she goes Ugh. If we can just get this done with, I'm just exhausted. That's how it starts. Oh, and I'm man. like, uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want I'm like, I just had my wisdom teeth out yesterday. That's why I'm eating this Frosty. She's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I was in Raleigh earlier today, then Greensboro. This is like the the 10th interview I've done, and I'm just exhausted. So if we can just kind of blow through this real quick, fine. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I cracked the mic. I'm like, yeah, you know, here we are with Kimberly Locke. I asked the three questions I wasn't supposed to ask. I shut down the thing. I go, thanks, Kimberly. Have a good day. I get in my car. I start driving home, and my my program director, you know the the program director John in uh, yep. in Charlotte, still there. Calls me, and goes, "Hey, uh, Tyler, what the fuck happened?" And I go, <laughs> "She wasn't very nice to me." So I asked her three questions, and then I left. But sh- you asked her only the three questions I told you not to ask. I go, "Yeah." That is, so, you have not changed. <laughs> Listen, if anybody was going to do that, it was going to be you, I suppose. Yeah. But that was that was back when we did nights and when we were paid to cause havoc and oh, nonsense. True. I right. mean, I got in trouble for asking uh, Paris Hilton if she ever flew Southwest, and she ended up hanging up on me. Wow! Oh no, it was flying coach, and then she responded with, "I'm like, have you ever flown coach?" And she goes, "I fly Southwest to Vegas all the time." 
And then there was this pause, and then her handler came on and hung up on me. She said, okay, this interview is over, and then hung up. Remember, she had that song on, like, Capitol Records or Columbia Records or something back in, like, 02 or 03. Uh, yeah, it was... Um Oh four. Uh, no, it would have been after that. Oh four or five. Stars it, are blind. Stars are blind. Yeah. Yep, stars are yeah. blind. Yeah. yeah. Well, what can you do? Good times. Julie, have uh, you even had a bad interview yet? Um Besides yeah. getting people to sign random ass things in your cupboard. I haven't done that in a minute. Um yeah, that, that, that was a great bit, by the way. I'm I want to continue it. I s like so now I have like eight sauces signed by Charlie Puth because it's just become a thing with him and I. Like I'll see him and I'll be like, Do you have the pasta sauce? And I'm like, Yeah. And then the the last interview we did with him, it was like days after his birthday. So we put it we wrapped it up in a box and put it on the table next to him. And he he, he like he knows me by now, so he walks in and he's like, Oh hey and like the last time I interviewed him he asked about the pasta sauce, so it's just always been a thing and I think he thought like, Thank God we're gonna get through one interview without it. And then towards the end, we go, we got you something. And he opens oh, it up. Oh, that's so great. I and love it, No, we, he opens it up, and it was a Charlie Puth signed pasta sauce. Oh. <laughs> and then we had him sign another you. one. Yeah. That's great. Um, I would say, um, I would say the worst one, just unexpectedly, was, this was really cool. Shout out to Rain. Got me to fly down to Hawaii to be, um... I was supposed to be a like what, what's the word for it when you're like a cameo but you don't like don't mean shit and you don't even end up in the credits extra, extra. extra. I was supposed to be an extra in Mike and Dave need wedding dates and then interview the cast um, our scene ended up getting cut but like who's mad I got to go to Hawaii for free and I was stuck in a room with Zac Efron and Adam Devine for an entire hour which oh, no. like if I die just play that back on a projector at my wake like that was wow that was a moment I probably so I got know, to interview I'll let him know. What? I probably won't go, but I'll let him know. What were you going to ask, Rain? Oh. Uh, I remember when uh, we got the request for that, and uh, I purposely didn't tell Slacker I was sending you because he was going to get so mad. So he I was, he was to, a little hurt. <laughs> I was, so I kind of had to do it like, uh, hey, there's this thing. We're going to send Julie. It's fine. All right, so what's next? Like I kind of like was trying to rush through it, and then just the look of sad that came across his face like, Okay. By the way, that was the very first time that Julia figured out where Hawaii was on a map. Shut up. We don't have to bring this up again. Because like we, liter- we literally don't have to bring this up again. It's probably the fifth time it's been brought up on this podcast. Rain will fill you in because I know you've never listened to this thing. Um, but Alaska and Hawaii on the map of the lower 48 states, if you look. No. Yeah. So you know how they're always in the bottom left-hand corner of the map that you get in school? So Julia just thought randomly that Alaska and Hawaii were two random islands off in like the lower Pacific off the coast of California, which Hawaii kind of is, but she thought it was just like kind of right there next to Alaska. I was like, that's confusing, the temperature difference. (laughs) Wait, oh, so you thought like... Yeah, I thought thought that's where they were. Oh man, I have so many questions. Do we have time for all these questions? We've got nothing but time. It's a podcast, bro. This isn't radio. Let's go. Whatever you got, let's hear them. (laughs) Did you just think that line that separated Alaska and Hawaii on the map was like, oh, all of a sudden we're going to go from... Uh, a comfortable 85 <laughs> to minus 10. Great question. I just never questioned it. I was like, that's geography, baby. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's how the Lord made it. <laughs> so anyways, the Adam Devine, Zach Efron interview could not have been more perfect. It was like a group of us in a room with them. They were so cool. Zach Efron 
God damn it, fulfilled every expectation. <laughs> and then um, later that night, we were to interview Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza at the same time. Aubrey Plaza, fantastic. Exactly what you would expect out of her. Dry, funny, on point. But Anna was just not a nice person. And, like, everybody wants the best out of Anna Kendrick. I wanted the best out of Anna Kendrick. But, I don't know, she shut a lot of questions down that weren't even bad. She did not seem like she wanted to be there in the entire time. Um, She kind of tried to match, I think, Audrey's energy, which Audrey is just very, like deadpan Mm. super like that's just how she is and that's not Anna so I remember though all of us radio personalities after we're like what like that was so upsetting and then we went to take a photo with them after and they're both very petite and I mean stupid comment on my end it's like I, I said to them just the dumb conversation you basically try to make with your uber driver when you're on the way to somewhere the I said to them the how long have you been uber driving to them. I was like, oh, we're all the same height. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Why would I say that? <laughs> like, cool. So Anna literally deadpan just was like, cool. <laughs> well, she's on all those Hilton commercials now. And I look at her and right. I'm like, oh my God. I-, I love Anna Kendrick. We even yeah, played her on the radio for great. a minute. Well, I will say we interviewed her at like 1 a.m., so it very much could have just been a day. But we went from being on such a high with interviewing Adam Devine and Zach Efron, who are so funny and charismatic. And like Zach was like walking around and talking to each of us. I showed him me dressed up as Robert De Niro for Halloween, and he loved it. Oh, and yeah. then like we went to them, and they just like basically kicked us. Did you make Zac Efron sign like a box of macaroni or some other food item like you do all the artists, or did you just skip it? And that wasn't born yet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you had that yet. Mm. No, that was like when I was just a ripe new night show host. I probably yeah, had only had pretty... insurance for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you. I think you were in doing nights like... Not for very long when we did that. Like a couple months, because I did that over the summer, and I think I got signed on for nights in like May. So, Can, right. can you describe for everybody, in as somebody that's been in the same room and sat across the table from Zac Efron, and especially since my wife's listening, because she would sure. leave me right now if he walked in the... Well, who wouldn't? But if... It, it, describe how beautiful that man is in real life, not on the big screen, not on your television, not on your phone. It's as if you're seeing the sun just make its peak over the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) And like, you know how sometimes where you'll make a to-do list for the day and then like you just get so fixated on one project, like you just leave the rest for the end of the week. That was God amongst creating his list of humans. <laughs> now, what, what was he wearing when you were in there with him? Was he wearing like tank jeans and a button up? Oh, even in Hawaii, so there wasn't like a like a swimsuit tank top type <clears throat> scenario. No, because he was wearing what he was going to wear in the scene. So, if you've seen the movie, there's a bar scene he's in with Adam. It's that shot is in New York, so they made it look like New York, and he's wearing like this. Like, 80s-looking button-up. It's got, like, zigzags on it. And, you know, his his biceps were so just short saying sli- hello short right sleeve, out of them. Short sleeve uh, yeah, button-up? Yeah, one of those short sleeve button-ups. Very Chad Mandichak. Uh, shout out to Chad, our friend Chad. What up, We've Chad? all worked with Chad before. He he uh, makes noises in Detroit. And, and loves he, a drunk um, FaceTime. Does he make uh, appearances on this podcast often? He has no, a, but he but should. He should. We he should, should have him on. Yeah. 
He's one of our favorite people. Oh, Sonic said he's ready, by the way. Should I should I send him a thing? Yeah. Oh. It'd be funny to have him join in halfway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole time we could be like, we were just talking about you, Sonic. <laughs> we were just talking about the time you did this. Tell everybody. Right. Who's getting robbed? Is it me? Yeah. Oh, it's my. that's something? my hood. Of course oh. it is. It's always Julia. I live on a pretty uh, busy street, so sometimes... Uh, I've stayed at your house in Sacramento. Lovely place you have there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we we loved having you, uh, me and my dog Henry. Um, you know, we we we, uh, we we go all out for all accommodations. I was so sick. I was like f- hungover, food poisoned, sick when I was out there in Sacramento, and I had an event. So. Okay, Julia, do you remember the night you and I and Kenzie, we all went to Snickers and yes. Sonic got in a fight and Kenzie was, almost we got, got in a fight. We got in a fight with the guy with the bowling brace. Yes. <laughs> and it was a whole thing. It was, in fact, we talked about it on one of the previous episodes a long it time was, ago. It fine. was like one of the most ratchet nights of 2019. So like the next morning, I'm on an 8.30 train to fucking somewhere far and I'm puking on the Metra. Right out to the suburbs. I'm not right. Like I walk across the street. It's one of those like Jingle Bash or Summer Bash like ticket stop things. Must have been Summer Bash because I think it was June. And so I'm out there. And I'm giving away tickets and then like walking inside and just trying to get every ounce of alcohol out of my body in any way, shape, or form through the entire four hours. Then I hop in an Uber and I go to O'Hare and I'm flying to see Rain in Sacramento that day. I can't even eat like at all. I'm such a mess. And so I get on the plane, delayed two hours. I'm like, shit. Like, all right, fine. So I catch the last upgrade. So no big deal, but I'm in first. And so I'm flying three and a half hours. I'm so wrecked. I couldn't even eat the first class meal, nor could I even have a sip of alcohol. I tried it all. (laughs) So I haven't eaten. I can't drink. I land in Sacramento. I meet Rain at what some bar. You're with a couple of friends, like coworkers or something. Yeah. And the first thing this dude does is sit down a beer and a shot of Jameson and goes, here you go. And I go, bro, I'm so messed up from last night. And he looks at me square in the eye and goes, I don't care. <laughs> and so that I was trying to suck down drinks. First of all, I didn't know that story. I knew that you were you weren't in great shape, but I was like, ah, throw some dirt on it, you'll be fine. But you know what? If anybody taught me anything, it's you on listen, if you don't if you feel like shit, grab a drink, you'll be fine in a few minutes. Yeah. This is how bad it was. And I feel and I kind of feel bad hearing this story back. So Josh, my boyfriend, was in town and um they were meeting up while I was still on air. And I said, hey, let's meet up after and we'll get drinks. And you're like, okay, but I think I'm going to leave at like 12.30. I've got stuff to do the next day. I'm not going to drink a lot. Like, it's going to be an easy night for me. Tomorrow's really busy. Wait, wait, like, Tyler said that? Yes, he was trying to be oh responsible. Yeah. Yeah. We're all like, okay. So then they go to Snickers. And if you don't know, Snickers, how would you describe it? Snickers is like um, <laughs> a... Uh, what's the opposite of upscale? Downscale? All right, so it's like dive bar. It's like when strippers. It's like mind. it's it's like a strip club without strippers. Okay. So, no, picture, no, it, it's pic- almost worse. It's like oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. That's really bad. I was I'm not gonna make that reference. <laughs> okay, if you picture a spot where coronavirus probably started or at least spread, <laughs> it was there. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Serves some really odd-looking sandwiches, and like it's the diviest bar. Picture. I'm getting this. Mm. Yeah. 
It's like in in the summer they let down the windows and this the whole street smells like pee. <laughs> oh, but they, and it's it, it doesn't smell like pee because what happened on the outside it smells like pee with what happened on the inside of Snickers. So <laughs> right. they, they it. do okay. it to air itself out. I think. So have we gone there. This feels like a place that you have taken me to. Uh, when I might have Chicago. I might have. I don't know. It's a strong possibility. What street is it on? It's like right over on like Ontario, state, right? No, state and um, is it state? State, yeah, it's on state and like um, Kinsey, state and Hubbard, state and Hubbard. This, maybe this feels so, like a place that I've gone to anyway. So, so ahead. on there, it's really little, it's on a corner. There's, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like it's nothing flashy that we would ever take to like show you a good time in Chicago, it's just where we end up, <laughs> right? So, I expect that. Yeah, so they all so he's with Josh and Sonic, and they go meet us here. So I meet them there with Kenzie, and then Sonic is drunk and somehow gets in some sort of fight with this old ass guy wearing a bowling brace and like they want to fight him. What was he Wait, saying? Like, to like them? on your hand, like you wear it on your yeah, hand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So and, we okay. we weren't really sure what was happening, but Sonic uh, somehow apparently he was doing the moonwalk through the middle of the bar. Oh, oh you know God, what it's yeah. like? It Snickers is like the market in Tulsa. Do you remember the market? I do. It's just like that. So okay. Uh, he's like doing the moonwalk and this guy bumped into him so Sonic says something and then he goes back up a few minutes later and says something else and now this guy's pissed so Sonic comes back doesn't say anything and it's me Josh Julia's boyfriend Julia Kenzie and um, someone else was there Shane so Shane didn't get there until afterwards Oh, and then so I go up to the bar with your boyfriend Julia, and I'm ordering a bunch of drinks. And the guy comes up and says something like, "What's up with your boy?" or something like that. I'm like, oh, "I don't know." I'm like, "That was." And then weird Sonic's time. like dancing by himself in the middle of the in dance. In the middle floor. of the dance floor. <laughs> so he comes back, and all of a sudden, the dude shows up with his brother. Keep in mind, these guys are like in their fifties, fifties, and and one guy's got a bowling brace on, and he tries to fight Sonic. So Josh <laughs> and I jump in, and we're like, "Bro, let's calm down. Look." <laughs> You guys felt so bad. You weren't even trying to square up. You guys were trying to have a therapy session. Neither one of us would. We're not Joshua. Neither one of us are fighters anyway. Right. Right. And so we're like, bro, look, it's it's going to end badly for you. You guys have three arms. We have six. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it's just not going to end well. And. And it kind of got squashed. Well, as soon as it was squashing it, Kenzie caught wind of like what was happening. And lost her shit. She was drinking like the Snickers margaritas in a plastic cup. Never good. Nor does she <laughs> right. drink. And she starts like swinging. All you see is hair and nails just all over the place. Like, oh, I'll fuck you up. Don't you fuck with my friends. Blah, 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 blah. And it, became, it was very Cardi Nikki. Oh right. my God. All at once. And so we got her calmed down. And finally everything got f- fine. And then the Sonic and the one-armed man went and had a drink. And then our friend Shane rolls in. And Shane's a very intimidating-looking fella. He's got a big right. beard. And he talks like this. And he, this is how I am. And Shane. Replied so he, all the emails. What's that? Uh, yeah. I'm losing all my connections. Yeah. I'm losing my connections on the thing. I don't know if you guys see me. Uh, Sonic said he's trying to join. Did you send him a link? I sent him a link in his email, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, so, and I can't see, oh, there you are. You pop back up. I don't know if my network's being weird or what. Uh, but so we get Kenzie, you know, figured out. And then uh, Shane shows up and then we tell him what happened. He goes, where is he? And now he wants to fight him. We're like, bro, no, we're good. He's like, he's like, was it him? And he followed some guy in the bathroom. He's punching the wall and is like, yo, no, it wasn't him. Stop it. Wow. 
<laughs> and was that the day you had to work that um, appearance for Summer Bash and that guy woke walked up and bled all over the promo table? That was a different... Oh uh, maybe maybe it was. Yeah, we did have um, a little problem at my neighborhood, Jewel, where uh, we had a drunk guy come walking up, bleeding all over the table. He said he was going to kill a bunch of people and whatever else. And so he comes walking up and he's bleeding all over the equipment. Um, we had another guy that was drunk, just hanging out, trying to cost ladies. And one lady almost hit him. And like, we almost had to call the cops. And it was all, it was a whole thing. But we gave away a bunch of summer bash tickets and none of them won. So that was a yeah, shame. I would have really liked all to right. see him at the Allstate Arena for that one. A lot of those people might Ooh, we're losing you. Oh, oh, rain. What's up with what's, your internet what's connection? Happening? You guys get good internet there in Sacramento or what? Uh-oh. 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 Mm-hmm. Ooh. You sound like it never sounded better, actually, come to think of it. You can, oh, you can hear us because I can see him on the screen. He's just like smiling. Yeah, he's very jovial. You might have to connect and uh, you might have to unconnect and reconnect, bro. Try that out. Yeah, try Xing out and then reconnect. You do that. Okay, hang on. Oh, there you are. Hey, you're back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, so that was the day before I saw you in Sacramento. These are just a lot of random stories. You think right, anybody's right. going to be interested in any of this? I don't know. That's kind of how our no, episodes have been the last few mm. ones, but... A, that, yeah. a story I do want to tell is uh, one that um, Tyler was present for. Uh, we went to L.A., um, to see a showcase, uh, and the showcase is when um, record companies like put a, a artist on stage and have them perform a couple of songs. They do like a meet and greet, and they're usually an up and coming artist uh, that nine out of ten times you may never never hear from them again. Um, the artist, uh, Tyler, do you remember this? No, I, I did. I was in so many LA showcase things. Uh, the artist uh, was Jesse J. I do remember and this. And we were, they had like the stage in the back of this bar like area. Was this at the W in Hollywood? Might have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And right next to it uh, was a restaurant and there was a hallway and it was uh, me, Tyler, and like two other people and we were standing there and this, listen, we meet a ton of people. It is very rare that people get, we in the industry get starstruck and physically can't talk oh, yeah, yeah. you physically can't <laughs> talk when you see someone that you idolize right <laughs> and we were uh uh we were standing um in this hallway in between this bar and this restaurant and we see a guy that we all immediately recognized his name is kenny main and he's a sportscaster for espn and i i think i hit him i think i hit tyler in the arm i was like oh my god that's kenny main and you spin around and everyone else spins around and he is um, walking into the restaurant and I was like, we got to say hi to him. We got we to gotta do something. We, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? And so we wait until he, he eats, which we were there for a long time and uh, consuming alcoholic beverages. And then finally, like we, we can see him. We're like, okay, he's getting up. He's starting to pay for his tab. And then um, – uh, he starts walking out, and we're like, now, now, let's go. Let's go talk to him. So we kind of, like, bum-rush him, and we're like, uh, hey, uh, Kenny Main, uh, uh, we're really big fans. It's nice to meet you. And he goes around, he shakes everybody's hand, and then he gets to me, and I'm like, what, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. And I go, I went to UNLV, too. 
which is the college that I went to, that he went to. He played football for UNLV. And his comment back was, that's a fine institution. And I was like, like, this is the greatest day of my life. I don't remember what you said, but man, like, it's just those small, stupid little things. Like, again, you can put any celebrity, any music star in front of us. And yeah, that's cool. But you put a sports person in front of us, especially someone that's funny, that's on ESPN. We lose our minds. I didn't have the heart to, so tell, to tell Rain that I was living in Seattle at the time, and Kenny Maine's from Seattle, so he was always around doing every event in Seattle, so it was probably like the fifth time I'd met him. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't want to ruin your... You were so excited. I didn't want to ruin that for you, so I didn't. I know. I was really excited. You were very... Now, don't get, <laughs> I'm like, you were giddy. Like, giddy. Yeah. Rain, Rain is... He was like, giddy retelling it. Rain has met Jesse J, and he was still that giddy about... Uh, about <laughs> right. Kenny Maine, yeah. Jesse, yeah. Jesse J? Well, is she even doing anything now? She's big she's in dating, She broke up She's dating someone. Channing Tatum. They broke uh, up. Oh, did they? Wait, she, so was, da- single she again? was dating Jesse or uh, Channing Tatum? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was that Henry in the background? Yeah, the Henry's yeah. here. Right. Hi, Henry. He says, what's up? We're Sonic. Have you guys I, ever been starstruck by anybody else? I was once... And it was With like who? one of my very first interviews I ever did when I was like a wee little lad back in the day. I'm trying to send this thing to Sonic. Um, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, oh wow. that's That'd great. My, my mom would love that for you. So it was funny. Do you remember that show um, Fanatic on MTV back in the day where like the mm-hmm. fans would ask questions and whatever else? Well, this is back when I was working in Springfield, Missouri. I was like 19 years old. I was a child. I was doing nights in Springfield, Missouri. And we load up a limo with the winner and we go up to Kansas City and we're doing a fanatic thing. And the whole plan is the winner gets to do like part of the interview, but we as the host, we kind of guide them through and then we play it back on the air when we get back. So mm-hmm. I get up there and it's some crazy big hotel suite in Kansas City. And he's one of these guys where like he walks in and he's got this aura of just like cool. Right, like he's like he just you walks in, all the heads turn toward him, and I'm a child. I've met one famous person in my life at that point. It was Joey McIntyre. Like I have never met anybody (laughs) ever. (laughs) Yeah, it was like cool guys, and that was when he was doing solo stuff. It wasn't even when he was with NKOTB. So whatever, or whatever he was with, he was NKOTB, right? Yeah. Um, and. I walk in and we started to do the interview and I froze and I physically had to have the winner take over the rest of the interview because I lost oh track gosh. of everything I was going to ask. I'm the professional. Meanwhile, the winner was older than me. I'm a child and they're trying to interview <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, ah, ah. and that was like when Dig In was a big song. Once yep. you dig in, I think it was the album was actually called Lenny. I think that was the same one. But yeah, yep. Lenny Kravitz. That's the my mom time. wants him to be my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, never tell her, never give up on her dreams. I'm right, trying, yeah. man. You can accomplish What about anything. you? I mean, Julia, I mean, you've, you've obviously interviewed a lot of people. Like, what's your starstruck moment? Um, Besides Zac Efron, because that's obviously. Yeah, but I was actually, like, able to talk to him. So that one was fine. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, unable to forward moments. And I th- it's John Mayer. Because I went through that interview, I think you did, or not interview, but it, it was a meet and greet. I think you went through that meet and greet too. It was like the same tour. He had the pink mm-hmm. backdrop. Right. Um, And I was just expecting him to take a photo and then you move. Like, right. that's just how those things are. But he was like stopping and talking to me. And I like 
he's so conversational and funny. Like I didn't, I like, again, you're trying to think of the perfect thing to say to this person. For some reason, I want to wow him as if he's going to want to bring me on current mood. And <laughs> I just like, can't, I can't think of like, what do I say to John Mayer right now? And then like, I let my friend go ahead of me. She's a very attractive person. So I feel like John like was loving that. And then like, she was trying to think of something witty to say to him. And I was like, I don't want to, prepare something to say to him that's gonna look so dumb like if i walk up and i'm like hello john this is what i'm going to say now and a lot of times too like you know if you when you do meet and greets it's a cattle call right so just yeah. like you you go in hi nice to see you picture they move you on it's exactly when you're, you're you are really taken off guard when they actually engage in a conversation because you're not expecting it because you've been through a hundred meet and greets is part of our job and it's it's the same in every one and then someone realizes that you're a part of a radio station and they want to sit and talk to you for a few seconds and so then you're like i wasn't ready for this you're asking me questions now i got to think of an answer and well, now you know you're you're mumbling and you're you know stuttering and it's it, it, it's a it's a, a brain rattle for well, that and, moment and then he goes you look familiar oh boy uh-oh. John Mayer told me I look familiar, and I was like, <laughs> you, your, he, "Your response back to him should have been, you do too." <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, <laughs> and I know why I probably looked familiar. It's because I would send him ridiculous tweets, like literally every single day when he was very uh, active on Twitter. And I feel like when you have that verified power like you hit them in a different way because it, it kind of shows up right. and i i almost didn't want to tell him but i was like i tweet you a lot and he was like oh yeah you do <laughs> hey speak, speaking of people that uh speaking of people that tweet a lot uh i think we have a special guest on the line oh well, we do sonic <laughs> i can't hear you wait how's this mic this mic oh, work boy, i think my boy. volume's down can well, we add we'll him to the time I'm not going to edit any of this. Of course, there's guy coming in here Yo. with the hot levels. Excuse yeah. me. Hold yeah. on. Check, Back check, away check. from the mic. Sorry, and yeah, no problem. We're just been recording for 49 minutes. Uh, what could possibly go wrong now? Rain, yeah. I'm sorry if you were expecting more. No, no, no. This is exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, one of these days, Sonic's going to get one of those CD-ROMs with the more hours for AOL, and he's going to be able to use the internet again. <laughs> I've been worrying about him because I've been thinking, like, what is he doing, like, having been stuck in a studio apartment for 30 days? Like, that... Him and his dog. I oh, know. And we lost him off the thing, too. Uh, Sonic has gone away, is what it says. Well, we did our best. Yeah. We had a good run. <laughs> Should we give him a minute? <laughs> I mean, maybe. This has been so awful. I was hoping to have to do no edits before I sent this to Josh. Yeah, that's not going to be an option. What if I just left it all in and see if no, anybody actually don't do listens? That. Uh, Rain, can I tell the strip club story about how... By the way, can you hear my dog? You guys can hear my yeah, dog yeah. in the background? It's all right. okay. All right. It's she, not like it's not bad or distracting. She's yeah. just there. She's my three month old puppy. We've had her for two and a half weeks. She's doing crate time right now. We're trying to do that whole thing and be responsible. She's not having it. And I, I call the crate. Uh, I call it her prison. I'm like, let's go to your prison. And because oh, you yeah. say anything in that voice, it doesn't really matter. Like you know, dogs. You know, oh, Sonic's back. Hey, Sonic. Can you Dude. hear me? There it is. 
You you can hear us. Yes. Oh man. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Sonic's That's on the podcast. Screechy. Yeah. Welcome. Right. Hey. Let's awesome. add him back guy. to the FaceTime. What what people haven't heard is that for the last five minutes that we just <laughs> <laughs> deleted five out minutes? of this, Pro- five, like fifteen. Six, yeah, of Sonic trying to get connected on this whole thing, and it was an absolute fucking disaster. Well, but, it's this Yeti mic. It's. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It wasn't. I could barely hear you guys. Yeah, blame it on the same mic that Julie and I are using right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew Rain was on here, so I was like researching dad jokes. I came up with a hot one. Yo! Oh, okay. okay. So b- before we get to the strip club story, because I want to get to the strip club story, there is yeah. a great strip. Rain got, this is a tease. Rain and my wife got 11 people kicked out of a strip club once. That's the tease. That's a great tease. Before we get to that, God, Rain. Was it 11 people? I didn't even know. It, it might have been 12. You took a count? Uh-huh. It was a, it was a lot. It was a um, lot. But Rain on his morning show <laughs> explained the joke. It's the joke off, right? Is that what you call it? Right. Yeah. Well, so, technically, the, the the appropriate title is Gavin and Rain joke off. Um, dad jokes and and we joke you off. So uh, joke um, you off. Hell yeah, dude. And so uh, you can listen on your radio.com app if you like. It's the end in Sacramento, and it's yeah. on every single Friday. And there's one yeah. rule. Right. One rule, you laugh, you lose. And um, I, I feel – so when we first started doing this bit, which, uh, gosh, in uh, June, it'll be three years. Um, when we first started doing this, we didn't think there would be any longevity to it because we're like, how many dad jokes are there? And then we figured out there's no bottom to this. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and Well, let me rephrase it. We do scrape the bottom, but there it is an ever and everlasting supply of dad jokes, and it does get harder to find them because you want to find ones that are good that will make the other person laugh, but they are so bad that it it definitely um, you know every week when we do it, I, I'd say we each probably average like seven or ten jokes a week, so you know like you have to find you know. 20 that you're going to possibly hear 20 jokes every week uh that you have to find that are fresh that that you know you can use um but yeah we, we started doing it and it was it's actually going back to the very first time we did it we didn't even know that it was something that was going to stick and then all of a sudden people really liked it and we were like this is the stupidest thing we've ever done uh but it now it's turned into this thing where we dress up for holidays and uh, we wear costumes, and it's like just—it's like getting into the head of the other person. I did one wearing a uh, a motorcycle helmet the entire time, <laughs> like um, uh, at, at, uh, I one one of the joke offs we did. I was wearing my Limp Biscuit hoodie uh, at uh, Christmas time, and all then all of a sudden, all of the jokes turned into Limp Biscuit jokes. And uh, yeah, it was—it's it, fun and it's hilarious. It's just it's one of those things where you're like, oh man, like. This bit has to have an end, but apparently it doesn't because everyone loves it. We get jokes from little kids, like. Can, can uh, I? Can I? Can I stop you? You have a limp biscuit hoodie. I do. Why are you surprised? That's the only thing I caught from that entire five minute spiel about what the joke off is. I'm surprised he doesn't at, have more limp biscuit hoodies. <laughs> I got it after a show in Detroit when I lived there. Um, which means that it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, the point of the whole bit is that you and Gavin, who's an, uh, who's the, the the one of the guys on the show, the main He's guy the host, on the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys go back and forth with dad jokes. First person to laugh loses. loses. Right. Yeah. 
Right. And there's a trophy, and it's like it's great it's a visually. Whole yeah, yeah. I I watch it because you guys post a video every week, and uh, yeah, Very good video. I might add. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sonic, well, what's so your I, joke? Oh, I got a I got a laugher right here for you. Okay. Why do cows have hooves and not heels? In f- no wait. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> this is so good. See, I made you laugh. I made you laugh. No. Hey, why do cows have hooves, not feet? Why do cows have toes. hooves and not feet? Because they lack toes. Lactose? Get it. Guys. Guys, guys, guys. Who told the punch? You were Rain. I think Rain's already told the joke on his show. <laughs> He's already joked somebody off with that. You know what's funny is that people will right. be like, oh, I got one you've never heard. And then they'll tell me like, oh, Jesus, I've done that one. Like, Wait, so you've heard that one? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. 58 times. Thanks, Sonic. Thanks for jumping on, man. I'll see Sonic, what do you call a cow that has no legs? What? Ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic would not last on that show because he would laugh so fast. <laughs> I just think they're so funny. I just love puns and whatever. And that was why we kind of did it because we were like, we, you know, we, we, we find that stuff funny, but it, it's, it's just the continuous attempts of trying to make the other person laugh, whatever it is. We even had like a mariachi band come in once. Like, <laughs> of course you uh, did. We had a bagpiper come in for St. Patrick's Day. Like, we try and we come up with these over-the-top scenarios, and it just makes it so much funnier. So much. More I fun. liked the Kevin-themed one. Kevin is an intern that they have. Dude, I just there's hilarious. no words to describe him, but he's a truly bizarre individual in a great way. But. Yes, you Kevin guys had one great. where it was like constantly a stab at Kevin. That was like probably my favorite episode. It was like a roast um, of one-liners because you know if you follow our show, Kevin's a college student who's broke that lives with his mom and her boyfriend, and uh, he's in debt and he wants to become a doctor. And um, he, he'll say he has dyslexia. And, um, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, so we were able to tie a lot of this stuff in together and uh, make jokes out of it, which I thought was pretty This funny. show sounds really good. I'm going to listen sometime. My, uh, my, one, yeah. my one Kevin story is he came to Chicago for morning show boot camp two years ago, and he looks upon Lake Michigan and goes, I didn't know Chicago was on an ocean. <laughs> Oh, you of all people, you of all people making fun of somebody's geography. <laughs> okay, I, I know the difference between a lake and an ocean. Uh, it does look like an ocean, though. It kind of does. Um, Sonic, you know how's... Funny? Hold on real fast. You know what's funny is that Sonic's not on FaceTime, and I forget that he's on here until he talks. <laughs> well, I know, that's kind of my favorite part about it. You're not adding. I don't know what's wrong with anything you're trying to do today. I'm, I know. My phone has been acting up as weird. It's uh, Mercury rising right now, so... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Right, there it is. It's, it's totally I, it. So we were just on FaceTime, so I'm redialing, and it just says waiting with all you guys. Oh, uh-huh. well. You can know you call what? me, or can you add I me? tried to add you, and it just says ringing. Mm-hmm. Hang up whatever you're on, and I'll try to add you. Something Wong. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of morning show boot camp while Julie's doing that, um, remember we were all at the bar? Uh, we were at Public House, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your whole show was there, Rain. And then yep. Scotty and Brett were there. And your co-host, what's her name? I feel bad. I forgot. Katie. Katie's. Katie. She was yeah. all. Rain didn't know either. It's okay. Yeah, I, was like, hey, <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Rain, that was a question for me. <laughs> so um, Katie was like, how about those Miami Vice guys? Because Brett and Scotty were wearing like oh, white yeah, yeah. sport coats to the convention with the oh, like, sleeves rolled up. But they weren't wearing them at Public House. I'm like, oh, those guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's really funny. funny. Morning Show Boot Camp is this thing that they do every single year. The last couple of years has been in Chicago, and it's like where all the morning shows from all across the country come in, and they try and yuck, yuck, joke each other to death. And it's a lot of people like, hey, how's it going? But then at the same time, there's also a lot of like good information that gets pumped out from a lot of the panels and things like that. So it's just a gathering of humans. Um, and then everybody gets blackout drunk every night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's like, what a, like, they should honestly film that as a reality show. God. Just like a one off special each year. It just reminds me. And imagine all those newbies that come, right? So you, you, you always have a, a, a fresh crop of people that come in that are in, you know, Duluth and Quad Cities and like all these super small towns, which is totally awesome that they go and they, you know, go experience all these other morning shows and stuff. But imagine going in there for the first time and looking around going, what is happening? Well, everyone like, is so loud and so scary. Right, because, you know, in typical radio fashion, everyone's got to one-up each other. And so, you know, everyone's loud and obnoxious. And then you are you just flew in from uh, Greensboro, I don't know. Like Defiance, random, Ohio. Right, you're in some random-ass town, and you're like, your expectation of not having any idea of what this is all about. And then you get in there, and you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> all right and then you start warming up and then like now n- n- you come back every year and now you're part of the loud and obnoxious because you're used to it now and it, it's just funny to watch kind of how all that works every year when you go well it was so funny because it was the first night we were there everybody always gathers at the hotel bar and um i was there with my former co-host chris and S- sonic runs up to us and i have no idea who <laughs> sonic is Never met him. Still don't. He he's on Twitter, <laughs> but like his his avatar is not his face. So like that's the if he said his name, that's the only place I would know him from. Is like I've seen him on Twitter, but like again, I have no facial recognition of him. So he runs up to us and he's blackout, and he's like, "Hi, <laughs> I, I'm I'm here to support you guys." Like I don't even remember what you said, but you were very nice and very supportive. And this I looked before you worked here, that was before you worked in Chicago. Right, yeah. yeah. I was flying in from, or not flying in, I just took the train in from Detroit. And he was like, I'm Sonic. I work at Entercom too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great introduction. <laughs> what, Sonic? Yeah, I, I think I was just like, um, yo, I love you guys. Your show's awesome. That was right when you guys were in your first year, right? Or how long? Yeah, you, yeah. You and, and not to make it sound bad, Sonic, you were being very nice yeah. and very supportive. But you like literally came by in a flash and said all that information, and I had like no idea who you were. So it was just it was just alarming. But you know what? Never forgot you after that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that explains why you just big time me, rock star me. All right, like look no way, because oh, I, I ended up doing that to Tyler like two hours later. That's true. Because by the time I got there, Julie comes walking up. She goes, I know you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. All, all radio people on, on social media, we all know each other via social media or via the internet. Or uh, there, There's a whole group of radio people around the country that know each other and follow each other and whatever else. So I've known Julia and followed Julia, obviously, through Rain and through Detroit. And we know a bunch of people there. And so I knew of her and I've always liked her work and whatever else. And she comes running up to me, fucking purple hair, like five feet of just purple hair, just come running up and like, I know you. And I'm like, ah! 
<laughs> and I was like, want a hug? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm just going to, let me get a drink first. I, I don't think I even got to the bar yet. I was you just didn't. I remember yeah. exactly where I stopped you because it was like, the bar was like tile. It was the carpet outside of it. And I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a podcast someday. <laughs> <laughs> I got the perfect name for it. <laughs> There's Sonic. Let's get out of here. What? Huh? Huh? It's so Again, difficult not being able to see him. And right, I know, just Wait, out of nowhere. Can you call me? Uh, I've been trying. Will somebody else try to add him? Mine says face, uh, or it says uh, on my FaceTime, it says waiting with all three of you guys. Well, cancel that out. Okay. I'm going to tell the strip club story before we go, though, Oh, Ryan. yeah, okay. that was what was supposed to happen. Because we just chopped out like five more minutes of, of trying to get Sonic connected and all of us <laughs> in the same spot that none of you heard. So that's why it might have been, uh, if you heard a couple choppy edits, that's what happened. It was just Sonic trying to connect. So. Right. Uh, the strip club story. This is Tulsa. Many Randy and I weren't even married yet, so this is a very long time ago. Um, yeah, well, maybe- so I left. I left Tulsa in the uh, in May of two thousand six. So it was some probably sometime two thousand five or beginning of two thousand six. I think somewhere in there. Yeah, and we went to. We, we, what was the name of that strip club in Tulsa? That was Night Trips. Night Trips. <laughs> I just wow. like the name of that. Hell yeah. It was Night in the trailer, trips. wasn't it? No, no, that no, was, no, no, it was, it was one of the one. nicer ones. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> trailer is one of the better ones that uh, you guys Tulsa went to Oklahoma. a strip club in a trailer. Hey, yo, don't judge. First of all, Oklahoma, you just get strip clubs wherever you can put strip clubs, okay? <laughs> just a strip club RV. Is that even legal in any other state? <laughs> Probably. Well, a, a quick search reveals um, the landing strip. <laughs> oh, that's a dope name. Oh. And night trips and. Little Darlings. Little Darlings, I think, is a chain. Yeah, that's like the Applebee's of strip club. (laughs) (laughs) Eating good in the neighborhood. So there's like 12 of us there that night, and it's um, a bunch of radio people, uh, Randy, my wife, or now wife, and Rain, and we're all in there. And also there's this guy named Groove Buddha. His real name's Dennis, but Groove Buddha is probably 300 pounds, and he used to be the DJ at that strip club and did part-time for the radio station that we worked at. And Groove Buddha is a large man, and I've been to multiple strip clubs with him before trying to drink with him, and I ended up sideways and hung over for many days because he's a large individual. So Groove Buddha bought a girl to sit on his lap. So you buy the drink to go along with it. So you basically buy the company. That is, I've only ever heard of this in Oklahoma. It might be a thing everywhere else. I have no fucking idea. But he buys this girl a $50 drink, and she orders a tomato juice and beer. And so the girl, when she's not on stage, will sit on Groove Buddha's lap and then drink the drink and then have the chat with Groove Buddha, you know, whatever. Where did you go to school? All that bullshit stripper talk, right? So All, all the bullshit questions you ask in an interview that you don't really want to do. <laughs> That's right. You'd be like, how'd you end up here? Right. Oh, Who yeah. are your favorite? Who are your idols? <laughs> so uh, the girl goes on stage. Uh, Randy, my girlfriend at the time, sees a a shiny reddish looking drink thinks it's tropical takes a big gulp in front of Groove Buddha of tomato juice and beer realizes it's tomato juice and beer spits it back into the uh into the into the drink and at that Julie, same time Julia have you ever had tomato juice and beer before no ew I, awful I don't even know why anybody would order that it's not that bad 
Uh, is that a common thing? Have you heard of it before that? Not I had never that. heard of it before that moment. I, I don't know. The whole drinking tomato juice to me in general is a disgusting thing. I am not a Bloody Mary type of girl, so... Oh, especially at 1 o'clock in the morning or 12.30 in the morning and you're in a strip club. It's usually not the go-to concoction. <laughs> what if she just loves tomatoes and she, like, is giving us a, a, a dance, but, like, on the side she has a grilled cheese and tomato soup. <laughs> she just takes a bite, <laughs> gets it's back called, on. It's called a red beer or a bloody beer. Oh, awful. Or a red nice. rooster. So this girl... um, sees this and so she makes a fit and we're like no big deal it was an accident we'll go get you another drink so we go up to the bar we're like hey we need another tomato juice and beer we actually had a problem with that drink that was up there and the guy's like 50 bucks and we're like no 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 we just need the drink like the company's already been paid for like the 50 dollars for her to sit on the lap we're just replacing that drink he's like yep 50 bucks and we're like uh so now we're paying another 50 dollars for this drink so the drink comes over Managers are now lurking about, and Rain focuses in on this stripper. So the stripper is sitting back on Groove Buddha's lap and not touching the brand new $50 drink, not even a sip, not even acknowledging that it's there. And Rain starts looking at her, pointing at her, and goes, You need to drink your drink. <laughs> and she's kind of like, What? And then it starts getting louder drink your drink. And then before you know it, a couple of people around Rain at the table are going, Drink your drink. And then it becomes louder and louder. And then the song ends. And all of a sudden now you've got our table of 12, the table on either side of us going, drink your drink to the stripper. Randy's irate. I think she said something about her stab wounds or something like that. Oh, I don't no. know. She's, she's like, you probably, I'm supporting your kids with this drink and blah, blah, blah. She's losing her shit. Rain's oh, I, think going, was, I think it was a comment about her cesarean section scar. I can't remember. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are big. <laughs> And so the whole bar is chanting, drink your drink. And all of a sudden, six bouncers and a couple of managers come around, yank all of our drinks out of our hands, and we're escorted out of the night trips in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. and out into the night and into the darkness because Man. of rain and my wife. <laughs> that's such a great story. <laughs> like that, That's one that like I don't have kids, but when I do, I will tell my kids that story. At any age. <laughs> It'll always be an age-appropriate story. I do not care. Tell him he'll get his kids to finish their meals at dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drink your juice. Milk on the table. Got to get your bones strong. Uh, on that note, uh, my beer is empty. My wife's making dinner. Uh, uh, this was a hot-ass mess, but hopefully at the end with the production, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, it's the magic of radio and podcasts. Uh, for, first of all, thank you guys uh, for inviting me on a Spanky's Corner, a podcast. A um, it, it means a lot. Um, Does it? You did my uh, agent a favor. Really appreciate that. <laughs> and um, I'd like to thank Sonic for his contributions. <laughs> yes, Sonic. Why are you laughing? Great joke, bro. You had a great joke in there. What are you talking about? That's a great joke. Uh, lactose. Uh, I I really dude I'm not even kidding I thought I had a heater that you'd never even have heard before because I haven't heard it I hear a lot of them Uh, give me another one I can't I put away my Google search Mm, oh yeah (laughs) I I Google all those heaters (laughs) coming in hot coming up for the night Uh, Uh, hey here's one rain hey you know what spring is here 
I get so excited, I wet my plants. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a classic. I Thanks. like that one. Oh, you already know it. Of course you do. What about, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. What did the zero say to the eight? Nice belt. Oh, boy. All right, I'm going to head to end on All this. Right. You guys oh, zero. Me. What did the zero say to the ape? Oh, it sounded like, what did the zoo say to the ape? You know, these jokes are funnier when you say them right. <laughs> oh, my bad. Too many white claws last night. Still slurring. <laughs> Sonic, listen to him every afternoon on 104.3 Jams in Chicago. Julia, listen to her every day on B96 as well. Rain, listen to him every morning. This is all in the radio.com app on the end in Sacramento. And you can listen to me on Spanky's Corner podcast. That's pretty much it right now. And by the way, I've known Sonic. Sonic, how long have I known you for? That feels like a long time, too. Um, yeah, I think like 2009-ish, 80. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Both California people. California yeah, kids. Yeah, I West met him when Coast I was in San Diego. Oh, yeah. I know we're trying to get off this, but um, he came to a bar. I worked out as bartending. I got you and your friends hammered. Oh, man. Big time. All these Nick, stories Snickers have a similar style. ending. <laughs> I know. I'll be like, so we have the story, and uh, before you know, we're all drunk, and then of story. So <laughs> right. Yeah, well, hey, good and, talk, guys. And, and by the way, I know it probably doesn't come up very often, but Sonic is a really good bartender. Is he? Yay. Yeah. You know yeah, what? No, I, I mean, from what I remember, <laughs> I mean, the, the gauge is probably low, but from what I remember, he's a really good bartender. All right. So, uh, in your estimation, Rain. Uh, what is Sonic better at? Is he better at radio? Is he better at bartending? Or is he a better CBD salesman? Well, uh, I've never purchased any CBD from Sonic, so I can't vouch for that. Mm. Sonic mm. is a really good jock. And yeah, he is good. I, I've, always listen, I've always enjoyed listening to Sonic when he was on the air, even through all of his road trips to Atlanta and San Diego and all that stuff. I've always been a fan of Sonic. So, um, uh, and as uh, I would say he's probably... Um, he's an A plus jock. He's uh, A minus bartender. Oh, oh not bad. Dude, nice, thank you. Good for I'm you. So broke, so that's all right. And a D minus CBD salesman. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I D, just never, get degrees. So I never have given you the pitch because you guys don't need to. You know, I don't need to share the opportunity with you because you guys are all wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye. bye. Be a good human being and subscribe, rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.